Welcome to the Crossroads Youth Podcast. We hope this encourages and empowers you to be connected to God and one another. Thanks for joining us today and enjoy the message. And as we get started, I, I wanna have a very serious question for you and I need a response. What is your favorite superhero? Spider-Man, Batman, any Superman fans in the room? Nobody, nobody, someone else, someone else, give me, what is your favorite superhero? Batman, Batman all right, Who's, who are Batman fans? Raise your hand, raise your hand, all right. Any Superman, no Superman? Okay, Spider-Man, which is a spider boy. Yeah, don't even know why they call him man, he's like in high school. Uh, all right, uh, any Iron Man fans? Anybody, anybody, a couple, a couple? Are there any superheroes uh, that I'm not mentioning that are church appropriate? Anybody? What do you got? Vision. All right, all right. You have uh, all the Avengers, right? Hawkeye, Black Widow. Uh, what else you got? Black Panther. Any Black Panther fans? Man, absolutely, absolutely. Well, here's the deal. My favorite superhero growing up was Batman. Like, just no matter what you told me, like Batman was the G. He was the coolest one. Uh, this is gonna sound weird, but you know, girls had Barbies and boys, you have action figures. Which the, the exact same look of a Barbie, but we have action figures. And I remember having all these cool Batman action figures. And even though my sister would encourage me to play with her Barbies, I'd bring Batman for the ride. Like, I'm like, this is my dude. Batman's the guy. But even then, when you look at Batman, He's not really a superhero. He's just a dude which have, has millions of dollars, right? Has a ton of money and he just makes cool gadgets. So what really defines a superhero, right? Then you look at Superman, which if you really looked at it, I know Batman is my favorite superhero, but he's not very super. He's just like a hero. And, you know, when I look at it, I think of Superman. Like Superman is a superhero. He has all these supernatural things. The coolest part is that he can shoot lasers out of his eyes. Like that is just, that, that's just super cool. Like you're upset with someone, you're just like, and you just get them, right? I don't know what it is. I don't know if you remember the Superman movie a couple years ago, but this dude's just talking and someone shoots a bullet at him and it hits his eye. Do you remember this? No, it was like the coolest scene. He's just standing there and just, you see this like bullet just break and he's just, I'm Superman. It's, it's, the, it's just the coolest thing. And you see, when we look at superheroes, a lot of times we view Jesus through the same lens, that he has these supernatural abilities, he has these supernatural powers. But when you really look at Jesus in the way of scripture and through God's word and how God intended for us to look at him through a godly perspective, He's not really a superhero by our definition. And you see, Jesus came for you and for me. He didn't come to save the world from some villain or some aliens or some crazy thing. He came to save the world from sin itself. The biggest villain out there, Satan. But you see, he doesn't have these supernatural abilities. He came to show us who God was. And you see, in our story this morning, we're in John chapter one, the gospel of John chapter one. It begins with this. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, there was not anything made that was made. In him was life 
and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. We jump down to where we're at this morning in verse 14. In the word, this is talking about Jesus. Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. You see, it depends on your perspective. When you look at Jesus, a lot of times we think he's unattainable, that there's no way he cares about what's really going on for me. No, God sent Jesus in the flesh to dwell among us so we could understand he's just like us. He understands what I'm going through. He understands your temptations. He understands your sins. He understands every part of what it means to be you. He understands your situation. He understands your addiction. He understands your circumstances. He understands. But a lot of times when we look at Jesus, like he doesn't care. I mean, he's God, right? Why would God care about my situation? Why, why would God care about my addiction? He doesn't know what I'm going through. That's a lie straight from Satan. Jesus became flesh. So you and I could know who God was. And you see today, as we begin this kingdom come series, I simply wanna talk about the incarnation, which really what that means is what we just read right there, that Jesus became flesh. He became human. He became just like you and me. And my one thought of the entire morning is very simple. And I know you can remember it's this. God knows, Jesus shows. God knows, Jesus shows. God knows exactly what we needed. So he sent Jesus to show us the path. God knew exactly what we were going through. So he goes, hey, I'm gonna show you how to get out of that temptation. I'm gonna show you how to get out of that sin. I'm gonna show you how to get away from those circumstances. I'm gonna show you the path of life, not death. I'm gonna show you the path of the light and not the darkness. I'm gonna show you what grace and truth looks like when the world is pushing shame, guilt, and death upon you. That God knew exactly what we needed, and he shows us through his son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus, he's not a superhero. He's a human. He's not this dude that can fly around with a cape and shoot lasers out of his eyes. He's not this person that's far off from us. No, he came to show us that God is near, that he's near that God is available to us. So a lot of times, you know, we, we either view Jesus as this superhero or maybe you're a Star Wars fan. I'm not. I tried as hard as I possibly could. I just can't wrap my mind around Star Wars. I don't get it. It, it, just, it just doesn't make sense. I like the characters. They're funny looking. My favorite character of all is Jar Jar Binks. I don't know if you're with me on that, but the dude's cool. Like, I don't know. It's, I just like it. But I, I can never wrap my mind around Star Wars, but maybe for you this is easier. A lot of times we view God and Jesus as the force. You can't see it. You can't explain it. You can never experience it. You can't hear it. You'll never even have it. But it's this thing that you might know about. That's not who God is. He sent Jesus to go, hey, you can experience my love. He sent Jesus to say, hey, you can experience the life I have for you. He sent Jesus to say, hey, I have a purpose for you, and I'm not just going to tell you, I'm going to show you. 
He knew what we needed and he shows us through Jesus. God is near. God is available. God is not a God like all these other religions. You see, that's what separates Christianity from everything else, even from Judaism. In the Old Testament, what you have is this temple, this, this tabernacle that's split up into all these different parts that you have the outer place. And let's be real, that's where you and me would be. We'd be Gentiles. We weren't born into the Jewish tradition, so we'd be on the outer place. What that means is you can't even experience God himself. You don't even know what it feels like. You don't even know what it looks like. The only thing you have is just word of mouth. Well, I think that might be him, I don't know. So you have the outer place, then you have the inner place or the holy place. This is where the Jews could enter in. But then you have the holy of holies and only one time a year, the high priest can enter in. You know what this place is filled with? The presence of God. In Judaism, God is removed. He's at an arm's length. He's at a distance between who people wanted him to be. But you see, with us, Christianity, Jesus broke that barrier. You know, we hear about, especially as we begin this journey to Easter, what we'll learn is that in the tabernacle, if you remember the story, the temple or the veil was torn from top to bottom. You remember that part? That was in the tabernacle that separated God's presence from the world. It tore from top to bottom going, hey, you couldn't do this, I couldn't do this, but Jesus did it. That when Jesus said it was finished, the relationship was restored. We were reconciled back to the Father that now God is not at a distance, but he is present with us. He is near and he is with us and he is for us, amen? That should change how we live. That should change everything. You see, Jesus being born as a man, dwelling among us, changes everything. That he's near, he's with us, he's available. That you don't have to go tell some person and then hopefully they'll tell the high priest and then hopefully the high priest on one day a year will remember all your sin, all your shame, all your guilt, all of your mistakes and go before the Father and go, hey, uh, Brian would really like if you forgave him for this, 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 this. You don't have to do that anymore. Right here, right now, any moment, any second of every day, you can go before the Father in prayer. He's personal. He wants to know you. He wants to have a relationship with you and he showed you that through sending Jesus. You see, before Jesus, everyone thought, oh, he's, he, he's not really there. We've never seen him, we've never experienced him. He's just this far off creature, just looking down on wrath and just, just condemning us to hell itself. Because that's not who I am. I'm a God of love. I've created you, you're my masterpiece. No matter how much sin has removed you from that, that, that mindset that you are mine, you're my son and daughter. And the only way God knew we would understand that is if he sent his son to show us that, that he is here, he's available. But more importantly, he's love. God loves you. God is here for you. And you don't just have to cling to the, the words of what he said, he showed you, guess through who? Jesus. 
said, for God loved us that while we were still sinners, Romans chapter eight, verse five, he sent his son to die for us. He showed you his love through Jesus. See, God knows, Jesus shows. But we get back to our passage today in John chapter one, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us when we've seen his glory, glory is of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from him, his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God. He's at the Father's side, he has made him known. See, God knew what we needed, so he shows us everything we need in Jesus. You see, as John depicts it, the first thing we see in Jesus that we need the most is grace. Say grace. Come on, one more time, grace. Have you received grace today? If you've put your faith in Jesus, you receive grace upon grace every moment of every day, of every situation, of every mistake, of all of your shame. What is grace? It's getting something you don't deserve. Do you understand that? Through Jesus, you have grace. Here's what you do deserve, death. You do deserve an eternity in hell because the penalty of sin is death. But Jesus come and he shows you grace. His grace is seen perfectly clear on that cross, right? Father, forgive them for they do not know what they have done. Father, forgive them. He shows us grace. That even though with all of our sin and all of our shame and all of our guilt and all of our mistakes, all of our addictions, all the things that separate us from who God wants us to be and who God is, he goes, I'm gonna bridge the gap. I'm gonna send my son to die for you so you don't have to die. And I want you to understand that, that, that truth this morning, that Jesus came to die for you, for me. Because of sin, you were supposed to die for it. That you're guilty. I'm guilty. And the penalty of that was death itself, but Jesus said, I'm gonna pay the price. I'm gonna pay it in full. And that when you put your faith in me, you don't have to worry about death, but you can walk in the life that I've provided for you. See, God knew that we needed grace, so he showed us grace through Jesus. God knows, Jesus shows. God also knew that we needed to understand what truth is. Because you see, from the beginning of humanity, God created Adam and Eve in the garden to walk in perfection, to walk in harmony, that they were there together. You've never experienced the presence of God like that. We'll never experience until we get into heaven. But they were walking with him. They had a relationship with him. He was present. He was available. They were in the coolness of day together. But then because we didn't understand the truth, we fell for the lie. And the lie was from the serpent himself, Satan himself. Did God really say that? 
I mean, that apple looks good, bro. Are you sure? He said, don't eat that. I love apples. Come on, just take a bite. He fell for the lie because we didn't understand the truth. You see, God knew we needed the truth. So guess what he did? He sent Jesus to show it to us. That Jesus remained sinless all 32 years of his life. He didn't fall for the temptation because he knew the truth. The only way to battle against Satan himself is to know the truth. The only way to battle against the lies of the world is to know the truth. And you can't find the truth on Instagram. You're not gonna find the truth just by a Christian friend. The only way you will find truth is through the truth, the word of God, amen? Don't, don't, don't fall into the trap of Satan himself. He's giving you the lie. This is the truth. And Jesus didn't try to battle Satan and go, oh, well, Tim Tebow uh, texted me today on his cool text message thing, and here's what he said about the truth. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus didn't say, oh, oh, Pastor Barry said this line. You know what Jesus said? He spoke the truth. He quoted the word of God. That's the only way to battle Satan in the lies of the world is to know the truth. And God knew we needed to experience it. God knew we needed to see it and hear it so we could comprehend it. And because he knew that, guess what he did? He sent Jesus to show us what truth is. So you one last and final thing. God knew God knew that every single person, all humanity, all of us in this room, what we needed the most was life. Because sin stole it from us. Satan himself destroyed it for us. He's a thief. Still kill and destroy. And God knew we needed life the most. And because he knew it, he sent Jesus to show us it. That let me show you what life looks like. Let me show you your greater purpose. Let me show you the path to life and life eternally. Don't fall for the lies. Don't fall for the trap that God is just a God of wrath. No, he's a God of grace and truth and life. You see, John writes in chapter one still in just a few verses before, Verse nine, the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. This is Jesus. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. See, God knew exactly what we needed. So what did he do? He sent Jesus. God knows Jesus shows. God knows we needed to understand grace, so he sent Jesus to show us grace. Are you following? God knew that we needed the truth, so he sent Jesus to show us the truth. God knew we needed life because of sin and death in the grave, so he sent Jesus to show us life itself. But what does scripture say? That Jesus came but no one received him. No one knew him. 
You see, my question for you this morning is simple. What is your response? Do you understand that Jesus loves you? Do you understand that God is not some foreign creature that is at a distance? No, he is here, he is now, he is near, he is available, he is present. He is for you, not against you. He is in this room. His presence is when we gather together. Do you understand that? And because he loved you, he sent his son for you. But the response is, do you know him? See, God knows Jesus shows. God knows exactly what we need at every single moment. So he sent Jesus to show us exactly what we needed. See, he knows you. There's not a situation that any of us are going through in this room. There's not a temptation. There's not a problem where God does not know, where God does not care, where God does not still love you. His love is unconditional. His love is faithful. But do you know him? You see, the only way to know God is to know Jesus. And that's my question. It's that simple. Over the next few weeks, we're going to continue on this journey that Jesus came. He died. And the beauty of Easter is that he rose again. And you might believe that. You might feel like you belong in this place. And all that's good, but that doesn't mean you know him. The only way to know who Jesus is is to pray that prayer today. Jesus, I am a sinner in need of a savior. I know I need the truth, I need the grace, and I need the life because sin has taken it away from me. And today, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. That I want to know him, not just know about him, but know him on a personal level. I want to have a relationship with him. And my prayer this morning is if you've never known Jesus, that today will be that day that you will know him and you will begin to make him known as Jesus came to make the Father known. Thanks for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and make sure to tag us at Crossroads Youth. Thanks again for listening. See you soon.